welcome everybody to this week's episode of The, the Boffin Breakdown. It is your favorite Star Wars people, Alex and Megan. And we have missed you guys and we're really glad to be back recording. Megan, I'm going to hand it to you. Mm-hmm. What is on your mind? What are we going to talk about today? Let's bring yes. it in. Yes. So first, we just, we just want to say Happy New Year. All right. First episode of the year. We missed you guys. We missed uh, doing Bothan, but we took a little break to evaluate and strategize, come up with a game plan. Um, and now we are proceeding with said thoughts. And we were also just pretty busy. We traveled a lot over New Year's. Um, but yeah, so we're so happy to be back. Um, this week, we're going to start off with a bang in the same way that the very first week of this year began with a bang. January 4th, The Bad Batch, season two, did indeed drop. Come on. No, that was not a soundboard, guys. That I can was, add it in later. That I was my own voice, I know. Um, <laughs> so that's what we're going to start off this, this year with. Luckily, we have a lot of Star Wars content lined up and ready for us. We practically are just handed content on a plate. It's almost too much. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be starting off with the Bad Batch. That's right. Um, you know, we're going to follow a lot of the same uh, routines as we have previously. Talk about some news. If we have any heated debate, hot topic, we'll touch on it. And then we'll just kind of discuss the new content of the week. Um, however... The Bad Batch has been happening for just a few weeks now. Three weeks to be four weeks. Four weeks to yeah, be exact. Four weeks. And so we will do a bit of a catch up. Uh, we watched the first two episodes tonight. We're going to be watching two episodes uh, every week until we're caught up, which should only take maybe two or three weeks. Yeah. So. And I want to make a note and just invite everybody in who isn't watching The Bad Batch and anyone who hasn't watched Andor yet to come and enjoy the content before we actually get into the meat of the episode because I know a lot of you guys out there uh, probably haven't watched Bad Batch and don't want some spoilers. Uh, We're going to do our best to warn you of spoilers uh, and when we're like going into that territory. But yeah, I also want to give a shout out uh, to some coworkers at work that have said that they listen to this podcast. We know who you are. We're listening uh, for you guys to leave a review, we thank you for your listenership. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's basically all I got to say. Do you want to hop into this thing? Let's hop into this thing. Okay. Do all you want right. to start with Star Wars news or the... Let's start with some news, per typical. Um, and also per typical. Per typical routine. Um, I don't know if there's much news that I'm aware of. Um, I'm not sure exactly what we went over at the end of the year last year. Um, there have been a few things that don't really relate to us, such as announcing um, the appearances at Star Wars Celebration. Whoop-dee-doo, Europe, bummer. Um, so that was announced. Hayden Christensen's going to be there. Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan in both The Clone Wars and um, The Mandalorian. Mads Mikkelsen, Galen Erso. One of my favorites, James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan, and the original actor for Wedgie Antilles. So that's one thing, kind of small, doesn't really affect us. Um, I don't know if we touched on this last episode, but they did release the uh, teaser, the first like trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. Yep. That's exciting. Um, but I think, honestly, the primary 
news that has taken place is we've gone through a bit of the award season. You know, it's award season right now. We haven't quite made it to the Oscars. But some exciting news on the Star Wars front is that for the Critics' Choice Awards, both Diego Luna, or Diego Luna was nominated for Best Actor and Andor was nominated for Best Drama Series, which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. I don't think it won either of those categories. But isn't it exciting that they got the nom? They, they got acknowledged. They got recognized at the very least. Um, but the Critics' Choice Awards, I don't follow really that closely. But as far as I'm aware, they did not win. But that was exciting that they even got nominated. Star Wars representing on a, you know, critically acclaimed kind of level. And then in addition, Diego Luna was also nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series Drama. Also did not win. A travesty, might I tell you. Um, I might be crazy biased. In fact, I know I am, but you know, that was still exciting. But other than that, I don't really think there's any news, Alex. Do you one, know of any news? One thing that I wanted to bring up was the things that we get to look forward to in this new year. It's our first mm. episode of the new year. What Star Wars media is being released this year in terms of specifically, I'm keeping in mind just film and television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that... Is the new Fallen Order game coming out this year? Yes. So uh, Jedi this... Survivor will be coming out this yep, year. Yep, so that's coming out this year. Other than that, though, a couple things to look forward to. I have six right here pulled up. First of all, clearly, I mean, we're talking about it today. Bad Batch Season 2 is at the top of this list. Incredible. It's the first thing coming in hot in 2023. Yes. Very exciting. Um, Visions Season 2 is going to be coming to us this year, 2023. We're getting yep. some more Visions. Well, the next one to come out after The Bad Batch, even before Visions, is Mando Season 3. Yes, that was further down the list. I'm not going chronologically. Oh, okay. Understood. I'm just kind of building up. Okay, yes. It's kind of the most Sorry. exciting. Sorry, then I opinion. did not mean to throw off no, your rhythm. You're, you're right. I am excited for Visions. A moment of acknowledgement. I also heard that for Season 2, instead of primarily Asian um, famous directors, there are now going more global so I know that they have some like South or Central American like famous directors and art styles and like European I don't know the specifics I just know that they're now pooling from not just like anime style love it um, so that's exciting. And that's I love the first season. So that's very fun. Yeah. And uh, next up we have, by the way, I'm reading this from brickfanatics.com. They are kindly providing this article I'm reading off of. Uh, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures looks like just a kid show. It's coming to yeah. us kind of in the in like a four plus kind of vibe. Very mm-hmm. very cute and approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars Mando season three we've mentioned before that is on the way. Yes. Uh, the series Ahsoka is coming to us this year. <laughs> Again. You're really surprising me that that's not a soundboard. That's just your math. <laughs> I crazy. know, I know, I know. That's coming to us this year. And last but not least, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Yes. Featuring a Jude Law. That's all you need to know, folks. And we will be watching that and giving you all the updates when those come out. But I thought that'd be kind of a good way to frame the yeah, new year. And for just sure. like, what are we looking forward to? We got the new game coming out. I'm sure there's a lot of other releases that I'm not mentioning mm-hmm. in terms of comics, and I'm sure there's a couple of High Republic books that I'm not yeah. even thinking about. High Republic is chugging out Phase 2 content. That's exciting. Blue um, cover. Look for the blue cover at your local Barnes & Noble. That's Phase 2. The blue logo 
for the High Republic there is what is. he means. Um, but that's basically all I have uh, to talk about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, The Acolyte does mm. not have a confirmed date as of right now, but we do know it's filming. So there is a chance that we may get it this year. But what they're saying is that it is like confirmed that we'll at least get it by 2024. So it'll either be coming in 2024 or perhaps maybe also 2023. Um, but that one is just kind of dependent upon how quickly production goes. I don't know what their yeah. plans are there. But so a lot of big stuff coming this year, yeah. actually. You know, that, that leads me to a fun kind of question. Talk to me. Any other news you had? Uh, just on this date in Star Wars history, but that was oh, it. Okay, why don't you start with on this date? So I'm going to stop with the, when you guys are listening to this episode, I'm just going to go with what day it is today when we're filming, when we're taping. On this day, right now it's January 31st. We're just getting this in right before the new month. Mm-hmm. A special edition of Star Wars A New Hope was released in theaters on this day in 1997, mm. which included uh, changes like Jabba the Hutt being all say. CGI. Back in 97. Yeah. Those changes are old. And they made those huge changes for sure. Yeah. But that came out on this day many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's your fun Star Wars trivia for the day. Very exciting. Yep. All right. What I was going to say is this leads us into a fun little, let's do a little ranking. Let's do a, little, a mini tier midsection. Let's go. Alexander, of the releases coming out this year, what is your top three ranking of most excited? Most anticipated. Well, the kid chill is on the top. Yes, Young course. Jedi, of yeah. course. Uh, on a real note, I really enjoyed watching Bad Match tonight. That might be in the top three. That was really, really fun. I think Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, and I am going to have to say the um, the Fallen Order sequel. Mm. Jedi Survivor. Um, Jedi Survivor. Of the releases that ye- this year I'm looking from, most forward from to From first to third, you're most excited for Skeleton Crew? I would say I'm probably most excited for, yeah, yeah, just because I just don't know anything about it. It's kind of like Andor where it was just kind of not exactly in the, I don't know, in the world of Star Wars that we know. It's just kind of building out the universe a bit. I have no idea what Skeleton Crew is about, and I love myself some Jude Law. Yeah. So that's those are my thoughts. Um, I'm really excited about that. Of course, I'm excited for Ahsoka. Of course, mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mando season three didn't make it up there for me, to be honest. I love Mando. Mm-hmm. It started off this whole uh, Disney Plus, you know, Star Wars releases thing, of course. True. Uh, I think for me, I think I'm just not going to say that out of spite because of how much merch I see on a daily basis. The Mando merch is out of control, Okay. Give the prequel some love. That seems Give the Clone Wars some I'm love. Sorry. The, I I'm only sorry. see Baby Yoda literally everywhere I'm I turn. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there and say I think that's ridiculous. That you're not excited for it solely because of the amount of merch you see on a daily basis. I accept daily? That. I accept that. I accept your that, your problem. Okay. It's it's my reasoning nonetheless. Okay, well, as we close your segment, you're petty. I hear you. All right, my turn. Um, I, for one, am not very excited for um, Jedi Survivor. 
Uh, we're currently playing. She's a Fallen Order hater, y'all. No. She hates the okay, game. if you've played the game, if you have not played the game or know what these are, these are the PlayStation uh, games that were released a few years ago. No Jedi, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but it basically follows a character, Cal Kestis, who was. Oh, spoilers, bro. That's not the spoiler. This is you would you could read this on the back. Yeah. He was just a Padawan that survived. Order 66, and kind of what his story leads into. Um, anyway, we started that this year, or this past year, I guess we could say now. And I really am intrigued by the story, and I was super stoked to start it. Um, and while the story is not inherently bad, it is so slow. It is so slow-paced. Like, it, it, it is taking forever to trudge through the story. And personally, on a gaming, on a gaming level, it's not my preferred vibe of gaming it's like they give it's i won't go into the details but i'm not it's not it's not hitting it up there for me sorry for Understood. all you video gamers i'm gonna say this you're petty mm -hmm. thank you're you petty thank you i'm just kidding i would say i'm probably most excited for ahsoka i think mm. actually you know i'm gonna i'm gonna backtrack a bit and say I was most excited for Bad Batch Season 2. Okay. Because I was already invested, and I really enjoyed Bad Batch Season 1. I love I love those characters' dynamics. I think it's really fun, but we will get into that later. So that's probably my top. And then Ahsoka. And I'm a little hesitant just because I don't know exactly what Ahsoka's going to be about yet. But, you know, we we'll love Ahsoka. We'll be about Thrawn, right? That's what's been rumored. I just, I'm not sure if that's been confirmed. But what has been confirmed is Ezra Bridger will be in there. And Ooh. that is what makes me very Ooh. excited. If you do not know who Ezra Bridger is, he is the main protagonist from Star Wars Rebels, which may be marketed as a children's TV show. And it may start off a little bit like that. True fans get it. That show's amazing. Similar to Clone Wars, how you think it might be a cartoon. And then you watch it, and then you're like, this is cinematically beautiful. That's similar to Rebels. They all mature into, like, I feel like Clone Wars, Rebels, um, in their own respects, have all matured into, like, like, if you watch the Clone Wars movie, loved it, by the way, when I first saw it. I saw it in theaters, by the way. Thank you very much. And then the TV show started after that. It was for my demographic. And I was, like, 11, maybe 12. And it was perfect for me. It was I was a perfect kiddo. But as I grew up, I mean that that stuff got heavy, you mm -hmm. know, real quick. And I feel like yeah, it's just pretty common. Yeah. So anyway, so I think that's primarily one of the reasons I'm excited for Ahsoka. So Bad Batch, then Ahsoka. I'm excited for Mandalorian, but I personally don't think it's gonna make my top three, only because I feel like Mandalorian season two ended on such a final note. There's such finality to it that it feels like we're just kind of starting a brand new thing. However, I guess then Boba Fett did open the door and completely start a whole new thing. So anyway, I, just the immediate plot of The Mandalorian has kind of come to a close and we're starting a new thing. So I don't really know what to be excited for except for the fact that I do love Mando and Grogu. I like the characters. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Bad Batch season two, Star Wars Ahsoka and Visions, honestly. Cool. Once again, it's hard for me to be super excited for Skeleton Crew when I know nothing about it. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, so that's, that would be my ranking. Yeah, no, it's a solid ranking, man. Okay. Um, let's hop into Bad Batch, see, uh, episode one and two we just watched. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be spoiler territory, so if you have not watched it or care, uh, just 
exit now. Yes. Uh, a little bit of context. We started watching Bad Batch season one together early in our marriage. Didn't finish it. Well, no. Well, you did. You there. I did not. I have watched it. I watched it when it was released last summer, weekly episode by episode. Then I introduced it to Alex. And just to give you a context of where he started, yes, I tried to watch it again with him who had not seen it, and we only got through the first episode, which, as you know, is like a movie on its own. But we just didn't keep that momentum going. So Alex had Good to clarification. watch. clarification. Yeah. yeah. Alex had to watch a, a recap of season one. And kind of felt sad that I didn't watch it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, kicking myself. As you should. Yeah, I understand. Uh, seeing a lot of the buildup to season two in also just seeing the whole Star Wars Dave Filoni universe kind of coming together with Cad Bane and Fennec Shand and uh, then finding out the crosshair got his chip removed. What in the world? <laughs> um, so whole thing, uh, I just watched a 15-minute recap on that. Sad to Sad to have missed it, but... Really glad to be in a position to start watching this season as it releases. Mm-hmm. And I thought the first two episodes were great. We had to watch the first two because the first one ended on, I wouldn't say like oh, a cliffhanger, but it was a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It was a shorter episode, so we just had to watch the second one. It makes sense to have watched the first two because I think that's what they released. Yes, they dropped the first two, so it made sense for us to watch the first two in one great. sitting. That was awesome. For sure. Um, but yeah, so kind of blew Andor out of the water personally for me. I thought it was better than the finale. You stop that right now. Nah, just kidding. Anyway, now that we've gotten that context out of the way, Alex is coming in a little less informed, you know, fragmentally. Um, but anyway, let's just start. Let's just start. First impressions. First impressions. Uh, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun to see really. Talented clones just kind of kick butt, you know. I was reminded of when I was growing up watching the Clone Wars and just being obsessed with Star Wars. I remember a weird story, but when I broke my only bone that I've ever broken in my whole life, I broke my pinky at a baseball practice. Uh, the only memory that I remember in that moment was watching Attack of the Clones, which is my favorite movie at the time, on a little portable DVD player as we went to the ER. And it took me back for some reason to like, that era of my Star Wars love and just watching these clone troopers just go ham, just do well, be very adept and good at their job. And I was just thinking like, man, if I was like, if I was like 14, if I was like 13 mm-hmm. or 14 right now, I would be like buying these Lego minifigures, like putting Sharpie on them myself mm-hmm. to like mark them up to look like this and like literally playing with them for hours, pretending that they're the Bad Batch because they're just a cool crew. Mm-hmm. Great first two episodes. Omega, I'm sorry, you are annoying in that you disobey. Mm-hmm. I apologize to your face for saying that, but golly, yeah. can you just listen to your superiors? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I guess that old man was cool. I don't know if he's good or bad. He's kind of sus, to be honest. All right, we're just doing first impressions. That, those are my first impressions. That's it. Sorry, 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 that's it. No, 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 you're fine. Pass the baton. Thank you. Um, I just didn't want to get into the weeds, like, solo before we... I hear you. Anyway, here's my first impression, is that I agree. It was very fun. I think that's, like, the best way to describe it. And I realized partway through watching it that we're literally coming off one of the best Star Wars content eras for, like, of all time. Um, And, or, if you've listened, 
I, you you would know it impacted us. You're getting in the weeds, but let's kind of <laughs> put it back. No, but you're right. Anyway, um, so I'm going. I I I I was going into this very, I think, realistically, knowing what the tone and intensity level kind of of the first season was. You know, I'm not expecting this to be like Andor level. And I think going in with that impression, I'm able to walk away saying, like I said, it was just, it's a very fun. I think I remembered watching this episode or these episodes, how fun the Bad Batch is. Like just as a group, like I really like the characters. I love their dynamic. I like their little banter and the way they will just like, just all their quirks and the way they rub each other the wrong way, but then still are like a perfect team. I just remembered how fun it was because it's been a while since the first season was released. So it's just very fun to watch. And it's like the classic cartoon level of intensity. You know, like the Clone Wars is very intense. Season seven is not included in what I'm about to say. But like you get pulled in to like the arcs that are happening, but it's never like this climactic and or level intensity. But you still love it it for for what it is. So I think this is very similar in that. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm in. And I know it'll pick up, I think. But at the same time, it's hard to come off of Bad Batch season one, like episode one. The way the Bad Batch started season one was incredible for me. But it was also like an 80-minute episode. So it makes sense. Um, So yeah, it was a little, like there wasn't a lot of meat to it per se. But it was fun to jump back in and kind of like, feel like I'm getting ready yeah, to just kind of go on more adventures with them. You know? Yeah. And I feel like what I would call the Bad Batch is like, a, you know, you, you talk about this when you read books. There's like the really easy reads mm-hmm. that are also amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there are the books that might not be as easy to read, but are still like really good. Mm-hmm. Like you have to push through a little bit, but it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly the same with TV. But I would put Bad Batch in like the, oh, it's an easy read. Like even sitting down to do this podcast with Andor, there was so much drama Mm -hmm. and so much like development and complexity and kind of moving forward that I felt like I had to prepare this like, okay, we can't miss a detail because it's all working together to make it really amazing. Mm -hmm. With the Bad Batch, it's just an easy read. It's an easy, I sat down, I watched the Bad Batch try and do a mission. Mm -hmm. Lots of things went wrong, but in the end they flew away, you know, and they were all in one piece. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, great. You know, it's an easy read. It's like kind of fun to just sit down and relax for a bit and turn your brain off while you watch clone troopers do their thing. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd agree. Um, so, yeah, let's get into a bit more of the details. Um, I agree. Omega. And I I watched every episode of season one, so I knew this going in. But I also, in the same way that I remembered how fun the Bad Batch is, <laughs> I remembered um, how annoying. And I don't want to emphasize this. It's not that dramatic. But Omega is just kind of annoying. As a character. And like, she's gotten older, too, and she I hasn't learned a single thing. I don't love her character, and I don't think I ever have. I don't hate it to the point where I'm like, oh, she's ruining it. Yeah. But just comparatively, the dynamic of all the guys, and then this chick comes in, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I do like the father-daughter kind of relationship they all have with her. Mm-hmm. And I do like, you know, I do like the emotional side of Omega being like, well, I feel like I'm dragging you down. Like the reason I'm disobeying is because I know like 
your life is different because of me. You know, I feel like responsible for that. So that's like compelling in its own way. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, you're completely right, babe. Mm -hmm. Like watching Echo be like, Omega, don't do this. Omega, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Like five times. And then Omega's like, yeah, I'm going to sneak off and go check out the crate. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, like you're going to make tech walk on a fractured femur Mm -hmm. to go save your butt. Yeah. Like, you could have just waited, you know? And can we talk about how tech, by the way, I've said this, I said this to Megan in the taping uh, while watching the show, a femur getting cracked and fractured in half, basically, Mm -hmm. or shattered like that box did to Mm -hmm. my man tech. Yeah. It has been said that femur fractures are more painful than labor, than women giving birth. And that's not a that's not a male take, okay? That's just a that's just a medical take. Feel free to you know fact check me. Mm-hmm. The man swallowed the pain. Yeah, he, it smashed his leg, and he said, "It seems my leg has been fractured by something very heavy." Like, by this many, and he just this walks. Much force. I know, and then he goes and saves the day at the very end. I mean, yeah. he's golly, props, props to you, man. Yeah, I forgot how funny tech is not even intentionally like wreckers kind of like the funny one on paper but it's tech is so funny when he like just his his vernacular is so technical and structured that it comes off so hilarious to me so many times like when he'll he'll literally like in this example when he his leg got crushed and the first thing he says is no my femur is broken because of this many ounces of force were applied to it so I'm not doing very well. Like, I think that's really funny. It's very funny. But yeah. So I thought I thought the whole dynamic of them just jumping right back into, like, we know exactly what's happening. Like, it wasn't an opening that we're confused. It felt like we were like, okay, we know exactly what's happening. They're doing one of their little side jobs, just making money with the same chick on the, what is it, Rylo- not Ryloth. I think it's Ryloth. Or yeah. Manteau. The planet. Dang, I'm sorry. All the planets from ugh, all the planets are starting to merge. No, it's not Ryloth. No way, it's Ryloth. No, Ryloth is where the Twi'lek. Yeah, yeah. Twi'lek. I always called them Twi'lek, but I heard call someone them what else called them Twi'lek. They anyway, won't get mad. they're not real. Anyway, so that was kind of nice. It felt familiar. We're like, okay, we're grounding ourselves in something we already know from the past season, and then they do drop this big hint with Wanda Sykes character. <laughs> no. Also, I, did, I had no idea Wanda Sykes was in the show. Made it immediately better. And she said one She said one line, and I was like, oh. Oh, Wanda. Well, hello. What, what are, are you doing, doing in here? Because <laughs> um, I haven't seen her in much recently. I remember she was in, like, Evan Almighty for some like, reason. And Over the Hedge. Over That's the Hedge. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I knew. And also, I know she's done a lot of stand-up, but. Yeah. When but I anyway. Out, I just didn't watch that. So they dropped that hint. I feel like that's going to be Wanda. more of a primary plot point. Um, and I mean, I feel like this is the tone. The tone of this show is that even when things feel like they're not connected, they'll kind of ultimately connect in some way, even if they feel a little ragtag. So I'm sure there's some information that they're going to pick up from this first mission that's going to contribute to something else. Like, for example, we do know that if nothing else, this mission revealed to the Empire guy, I forget his name, the, the commander, that the Bad Batch is actually not dead when he had thought it was dead. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's all it's all building to uh, to contribute to the story. But, yeah, so Wanda's character is like, I have a mission. Like, I told the lizard woman. I should really remember her name. They really, really I can look it didn't up remind. Quick. It was something with a C. Sid? Sid. Sid with a C. That's what it was. 
Um, Wanda told Sid about some mission, and she said that she should tell the Bad Batch. Was that mission the Dooku? Was yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought she mentioned it, and then Sid brought up another min- <laughs> uh, no, mission. No, no, no. That was, that was it. And I literally didn't realize until right now as I was speaking of that that that, that didn't make sense. Nope. Anyway, so I don't know if that was just a little cameo or if she's going to become a recurring kind of character with some heavy missions. So I'm looking at IMDb right now, uh, kind of taking a look, partially because I was just fact-checking if that was Wanda Sykes or just a really Wanda Sykes-esque person. Mm-hmm. No, that was Wanda it's Sykes. Wanda. I knew Wanda's it. in there. I didn't doubt it for Also, a coming up across, okay, is does the droid name... Okay, actually, I'm not going to say this because we have not encountered this character yet, and I don't want to spoil it for mm-hmm. you even. Please, appreciate but it. But Dave Filoni voices a droid. Shot. In the Bad Batch, uh, and he's on the way, not in the first two episodes, but he's on his way. It's actually funny. And uh, also, one last thing, man, like, about casting. Okay. Didn't know that they used the same voice actor for Fennec Shand as Boba Fett in last season. Hmm. They did. Respect on her name. Yeah. Dude, I had to say this to Megan at the beginning of the episode. But D. Bradley Baker, my my dudes, deserves a world of praise. He is the person who voices the clones. He has given us seven seasons of wonderful voice acting as clone troopers, each mm-hmm. being different. He's given us The Bad Batch, both seasons now, mm-hmm. voicing completely different characters. He's like he's like split out here, you know, playing several characters. They need to be paying that man. If y'all don't know who Deep Bradley Baker is, besides the clones, he's just a really like well known or like not well known. Well, he has so many characters in animation that you would never guess. Well, he first. has been in in Avatar: The Last Airbender. He voiced the animal sounds for Appa and Momo. Funny little thing there. He's been in Tales of the Jedi. He's been in Family Guy. He's been in, like, all these different things. Young Justice. Mm -hmm. He's been in Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, as the clones. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I could go on and on about Dean Bradley Baker, but that man deserves all of the praise. That's all I'm going to say. He's also <laughs> in The Mandalorian. He voices the frog lady and the frog man. <laughs> There's your trivia for the day. That's hilarious, actually. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, so yeah, it was pretty straightforward, like, story-wise. Um, I thought it was cool, a little name drop of Dooku's home planet, you know, just to see, you know, what that backstory looked like a bit more. Because we just don't know much about Dooku. We also have not, we need to confess, we haven't seen Tales of the Jedi yet. No, I, I, I do apologize. I want to save that for an episode. So want to devote an episode to that. So yeah. I want to be able to watch them all and then talk about it in a fun Tales of the Jedi episode. But anyway, so I just thought that was fun. But then it was pretty, it was kind of your standard stuff from that point on. Once again, just fun character dynamics, team dynamics. We get a little sneak peek of, it's definitely been some time since season one because Omega Mm -hmm. is definitely older by like a couple years, maybe one, two, three. I don't know. It's hard to say. So she's like being trained by tech in kind of a cute way. Where he, she's like studying a bunch on like, oh, do you know all the ships of the Empire? And she's like, ugh. And it came in clutch too, that yeah. knowledge, because they helped him. She helped them escape. Yeah. But 
But yeah, so they just go on a pretty straightforward mission. And yeah. it's entertaining. And they get stuck and they get out. And we see, I liked the old guy. Because Could be Dooku's once again, dad. Probably not. Um, it wouldn't be his dad. He's I don't old. know, though. Here's my thoughts. Is I liked the old guy, right? It was like this sweet sneak peek into like, hey, just because we're Dooku's planet, like we weren't with the Separatists. Like we existed prior to all, like to the war. And we have our like own culture and history that's completely been like destroyed by Dooku. But then, so I was all on board with him. All right. And then he helps save Echo, not Echo, Omega and... Oh, and Echo. No, I was right. Omega and Echo on the cliff with um, Tech. And I was like, great, this man's a homie. He's on his side. You know what I'm saying? He's rooting for the, the Clone Wars. I mean, the Clone Troopers. But then I got a little sus. Not fully convinced, but a little sus at the end. Because he gave Omega that little kaleidoscope thing and spoke to her this sweet message of like, of like, hey, it's fun. It's a toy. And that's worth more than a treasure ever will be. Whatever. And... I was like, that's sweet. But then there was the specific moment where he takes out the, this kaleidoscope toy that he, some for some reason, felt the need to take with him to literally rescue them. Seems a little unnecessary. Gives it to Omega before she leaves. And he's like, yeah, remember what I said. And then they fly off and they have a shot, specifically, where they look on him and he's walking away and he kind of looks back with this slightly sus face. Like mis like this mischievous I face. Think it I, I hear what you're saying. I'm sus. It, it could be construed as he's just happy they got away. It was a smile. It was a bit of a smirk. Maybe they just didn't do as good a job at, at conveying that. Uh, but he could be sus mm -hmm. completely. I mean, why was he following them in the first place in the forest? That's a great question. Well, he could have. Well, yeah. his home was several meters away, 200 meters away. So he's a little sus, but I will say he could have just been chilling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get too like granular with. I mean, it's two less than 30 minute episodes of the Bad Batch season two, and it was really good. Uh, and little piece of you know, just before we end here, a little piece of news coming to the podcast. I've got a really close friend working on creating some theme music for us that is actually going to include our namesake that scene in uh, star wars when mon mothma says many bothans died to bring us this information i told him if he could sample that and turn it into a chill lo-fi podcast intro i would love it so he's doing me that favor so that is going to be coming very soon just wanted to give you guys something to look forward to mm -hmm. and that's really all i have to say unless you want to add anything else megan um yeah, I feel like there's not that much else to talk about on the episode. It was good. It was fun. I'm excited by the characters again, and I'm hoping it, you know, builds to something a bit more scalable. Um, yeah, we hope you guys are excited, as excited as we are for all those new releases that are coming this year. Yeah. And know that we're going to be talking about a lot of them this year. Yeah, let us know what you're most excited for. Star Wars release this year, or if you hate Bad Batch and disagree with us, let us know. Let us know. Uh, well, I'm Alex. I'm Megan. And this has been The, the Bath and Breakdown. Breakdown. See you next time. <laughs>